Ladies and gents, welcome to another The League edition brought to you by the infamous Double R Network, the Rational Rage Network, the Rational Rage Podcast. I'm your host, BG, from the 415. So before I get started, before, before I start dropping these gems about the Niner Gang and the NFL, you can find me on IG under G4150351, that is G4150351, hit me up, check out my pictures. By the way, my IG profile is private, so if I see that your page is bullshit, which I've been getting a lot of, I will block you straight up, no questions asked, all right? So let's get to it. The... um. The main news right now is, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo. What else would it be about? So, of course, you know, there were rumors going into the offseason about Jimmy G, what's going to happen, all that money. This dude is constantly hurt. You know, he's unreliable when it matters. A lot of these bonehead mistakes are made, rookie mistakes are made. So, of course, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you know what, fuck it. If you're anybody out there and your current employer is freely shopping you, you're not going to be happy. And Jimmy Garoppolo has been a class act ever since these rumors started. You know, ever since they started talking about trading him to XYZ team for whatever it may be, draft picks, players, whatever. Uh, him going to Cleveland because of this, you know because of um, Deshaun Watson's current eleven game suspension because he's a fucking idiot, and him going to the Jets, you know playing under uh, fucking the old coordinator Mister Lafleur who used to be with us for you know for a season or two, you know rejoining Salah over there with the Jets, but of course. You know, there was a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of Monday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day of the week, GM quarterbacks out there throwing their two cents as far as what should and shouldn't happen with Jimmy G. Okay, so this is what I'm going to read to you. This is from Mike Garofalo. It's a credible source. You know, you see this guy, you know, fucking pop up on these NFL fucking pre-shows and whatnot. Excuse my foul language. It's a Tuesday, you know, doing my thing. I just got back from taking a test. But anyways, so this is what he says. And this was posted on his Twitter. The new deal is worth $6.5 million, fully guaranteed with incentives that can push it close to $16 million, according to sources. So what does this mean? Okay, so Jimmy G was not traded. His contract was restructured to a one-year deal. This one-year deal, besides all this money I just mentioned, includes a no-trade clause. So what does that mean for Trey Lance? What does that mean for Nate Sudfeld? What does that mean for Brock Purdy? So for Trey Lance, it's pretty much a blanket of security for the 49ers just in case he can't produce just in case it's too soon for him 
to take the reins of the team fully and do its thing. Does that mean that the team doesn't have confidence in what Trey Lance can do? You know, because all we see out there from the teammates, coaches, and etc. is all PC. Unless you're out there and you're seeing certain things that don't really look right, then all you're going to get is a bunch of PC bullshit. Okay? So what does that mean for Garoppolo? Is it redemption? I mean, it's a no-trade clause, but that still doesn't mean he can't get released. So that means that at the end of the season, if the Niners reach the promised land, whether it be with Trey Lance as the starter or Jimmy G coming in and taking over, that one-year deal might might become something else because that's a lot of money. Incentives. So that's one thing that you might have noticed about the San Francisco 49ers is that there's a lot of contracts that come with incentives. Okay, incentives, if you, if you reach certain milestones during the season, whether it be sacks, receptions, touches, plays, etc., etc. If you reach certain incentives, your contract is going to be more value, valuable excuse me, than what it currently is. And that's one thing about these Niners is that you have to throw out incentives because a lot of these dudes have proven to be injury prone. Now, today, after today, they already their first notable release was Jermichael Hastings. This guy, I'm talking, you know, I'm telling you, fucking Mike Shanahan for all his flaws. Excuse me, Kyle Shanahan. I got him confused for his pops because they're both running back whispers. Kyle Shanahan, for all his flaws, as far as like knowing how to coach when it matters, this guy knows how to. He and his scouts, he must have inherited this from his father, Mike Shanahan. This guy knows how to find these running backs. And that backfield was getting way too crowded because a projected starter is. Fucking Mitchell, you know, for Elijah Mitchell is your projected starter. But in the last season, as the year went on, you know, he started getting worn out because he really didn't have a credible backup. And you could say that the number one B running back during last season was fucking Debo. You know, you can see, you know, that it was Debo who was the one B running back or one A minus, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But you can see that. So now you got Trey Sermon, who slimmed down. You know, he slimmed down, but he stacked on some muscle, if that makes any sense. Okay, so you got Trey Eric Sermon. You got these other running backs that can do their thing in a different squad. You know, Hastings, you know, like, hey, man, you know, I would not be surprised if this dude gets picked up. You know, so the roster is going to go down to 53 after today. So after today is said and done, you're gonna have to you're gonna have these 53 players on your current roster. This does not include practice squad. No, this is just your current roster who's gonna travel with you. Speaking of traveling, of course, you're gonna make that trip all the way to Chicago to play the Bears. Justin Fields. He said he's gonna make the Niners regret not drafting him. 
He had a chance last season and he blew it. You're like, I'm not trying to shit on dude. Or, you know, I'm not trying to shit on his skills or whatever. Because he's a talented young player. But, yo, man, sometimes you got to be grateful of where you ended. Chicago right now, it's, it's, they're not looking good. You know, they're not. Out of those teams in the NFC North, you know, Chicago, besides Detroit, you know, they are the two weakest teams. And, of course, you got the studs of that division. You got Green Bay. You got fucking Minnesota, you know, Niners. They had the most players in the top 100. What does that mean? That means they had some skilled players. I think the highest ranked one in the top 100 was Trent Williams, or, you know, their left tackle. He made it all the way to 14. Debo was at 19. You had Bosa was in there. The often injured Jimmy Ward was in there. You had a lot of Niners, seven of them, who made the top 100 this year. The number one ranked player. I'm only going to go with number one and two. You had fucking Tom Brady. who was like 190 years old. I mean, this guy is ageless. Maybe it's his wife who's taught him how to properly diet. I mean, she changed his fucking clothes. <laughs> you know, she changed his wardrobe. And his hairstyles and shit throughout the years, you know, she might as well taught him how to eat right, you know? And number two, of course, is fucking Aaron Donald. The Aaron Donald, who during a joint practice with the Cincinnati Bengals, ripped off some dude's helmet. I think he was going to hit somebody. You know, but this is the same type of shit that got Miles Garrett suspended a couple of seasons ago because he did the same shit against Pittsburgh during an actual game. He ripped off somebody's helmet. I think he tried to smash somebody's head with it. or I don't know what the fuck, but, you know, we'll see what happens because I guess when they asked the Rams, like, oh, well, this issue is going to be handled internally. That means that most likely nothing's going to happen. It's probably going to be just a slap on the wrist and, hey, a finger wag, don't do that again. Don't do that again. You're the captain. You're this, you're this, you're this and that of the team. Now, another guy that jumped up crazy numbers. I think he was like in the, I think he might have been like 40-something last season, and he jumped up to like, fuck, maybe like in the, in between number one and ten. At the top 100, I'm talking about the fucking Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. This dude. You know, this is what I didn't understand about about the playoffs. Well, fuck it, every game. Fucking OBJ is not that dude anymore. He's not that guy that was doing his shit, highlight reels with the, you know, with the um, what is it with the uh, with the Giants? He's not that dude anymore. So the main focus should have never been on him. Because he's just not that guy. And then Cooper Cup was just whooping everybody's ass. I mean, this guy was beating double coverage. He was just stutter-stepping, shaking dudes, breaking ankles or whatever. So you would have thought that if you're the opposing team, or you're the defensive coordinator, you're going to plan, you're going to game plan around Cooper Cup. That didn't happen because this dude was getting off. He got off. And in that Super Bowl against the Bengals, he got off. And I'm like, how the hell are you going to leave this guy that open 
in the most important game of the season. Shit, this is for a Lombardi. And this guy was just getting off. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it pisses me off. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's easier said, you know, from a couch and watching the game on TV. Yeah, I, I get that, though. But you're a pro. You're you the defensive coordinator of the Bengals. How did you not know where the fuck Cooper Cup was? You know, I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, like, fuck, some of this shit's just unfucking believable how all this shit happens. You know, so you start watching this, you start seeing the way things develop or whatever, and you are not surprised of the outcome. Because, yeah, you know, besides Cooper Cup, you know, going off, fucking doing his thing. You know, he, you know, he was just, um, you know, he was a, man, that dude was a beast. You know, I mean, there's nothing else you can say about Cooper Cup except this guy is a beast. And this guy, you know, he said, you know, supposedly, I guess, you know, that come into the draft, you know, he's a Washington State native. Uh, you know, that he wanted to play for his home state team. He wanted to play for the Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to bottom feed. You know, they're not going to be good. They're in a rebuilding process. They're not who – they're not the team – they're not that team anymore. Even with Russell Wilson last season, they were just awful. But they still had the Niners number because they swept the Niners. And the Niners should have beat them, you know, not because they were terrible, because they were winning these games and they still couldn't fucking beat the fucking Seahawks. And it's like when a team has your number, they have your number. The Niners haven't been successful in a very long time against Seattle, you know, and it's just, you know, like it's crazy. Even it's kind of like when, like, like when Arizona was terrible, like when they were just awful. But. They were awful against every other team, but they weren't awful against the not <laughs> against Seattle. Excuse me, because they beat Seattle, they swept Seattle every season. Seattle just couldn't figure them out. Okay, so another thing, you know, you know, besides Garoppolo, the major news or whatever, you know, one of the other headlines, you know, from this past weekend, couple of days in the NFL was the running back of the now Washington Commanders, who used to be the Washington Redskins. I'm talking about Brian Robinson. So Brian Robinson was shot during a uh, during a robbery. Okay? So I'm going to read you something that I got from ESPN. Okay, here we go. Say so Washington Commanders running back Brian, Ro- Brian Robinson was released from the hospital Monday, one day after being shot twice in an armed robbery attempt. Robinson will meet with Washington's with, with Washington's doctors Tuesday at the team's facility to determine the extent of his rehab, according to a source. Washington remains optimistic that his chances of playing this season, but Coach Rivera said Monday that they're uncertain where he'd be able to. Well, excuse me, when he'll when he'll be able to return. Excuse my fuckery right there, but you know. Robinson was shot in Washington, in Washington D.C. early early Sunday morning. He underwent surgery and posted an Instagram story that his surgery went well. Depending on what doctors determine Tuesday, Robinson could be placed on the non-football injury list 
which would require him to miss the first four games. On Monday, Rivera said that the doctors were positive about his situation. So here's Coach Rivera. He's very fortunate. He's doing well. It will be a matter of time before he's back out there. There's no timeline, but everything was very positive. It's just about the healing process, and once he's well enough to get on the field, doctors, doctors have to clear him, and we'll go from there. Everything is positive so far, end quote. Robinson, a third-round pick in April, has emerged as Washington's primary running back. Now, that fucking sucks. On early downs because of his consistency and power running between the tackle. The commanders will have veterans Antonio, Antonio Gibson, who rushed for 1,037 yards last season, and J.D. McKissick, their third, their third down back, who has 123 catches in 27 games with Washington the past two seasons. Gibson can help the pass game as well. The commanders have versatile receiver Curtis Samuel, who can occasionally line up at running back in certain packages. But if Robinson's going to miss multiple games, they'll have to keep another running back on the 53-man roster. Hey, the Jamichael, there we go. You know, call Mr. Hastings. He come in and do something for you. All right, let me get back to this article. Robinson was shot twice in the lower body an armed robbery attempt. Robinson had gone into the District of Columbia to get something to eat. Now, Washington, D.C. is a big city. It's grimy. It's shady. Why in this day and age of Uber Eats, you know, fucking DoorDash and etc., are you going to risk it early morning, you... You know, most likely, you know, you're driving around in a cool-ass car, flashing jewelry or whatever, and you're going to go down there and put yourself at risk. Yeah, you know, you, you may be naive. You're like, ah, you know, nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing's going to happen to me. And there you go. But anyways, let me get back to this article. The incident happened shortly before 6 p.m. Eastern time in the 1000 block of 8th Street Northeast. When police arrived at the scene, they located Robinson, who was suffering from a couple of gunshot wounds to his lower extremities. According to, according to Dustin Sternbeck, Director of Communications for the Metro Police Department in Washington, Robinson was treated, for, treated by paramedics at the scene and transported immediately to a hospital. One bullet hit his glute and another struck him in the lower leg. For those of you that don't know what a glute is, he was shot in the ass. Okay, one shot in the booty, the other one in his lower leg. All right. Sternbreak said police have identified two potential suspects and recovered a a firearm a short distance from where the shooting occurred. According to the police report, the incident was described as an aggravated assault. According to the report, Robinson wrestled away a handgun from one assailant but was shot by the other was also using a handgun. Both suspects are believed to be teenagers. Holy shit. Now, if you scroll through Instagram and you're going through one of these like pages, World Latin Star, whatever the fuck, you see these fucking scumbag shitheads. A majority of them are fucking youngsters. Just straight up, broad daylight, 
no fucks given, shooting, whatever. And it's just fucking wild, man. It's crazy the the um the disregard they have for life when these assholes are out there wilding out the way they are. And you're like, man, what the fuck's going on with these kids, man? What's going on with their parents or whatever? And let me tell you something. It's like, you know, when I was growing up in the city, right here in San Francisco in the Mission District, when it was crazy fucking violent, it was never like this, you know, because it was very rare, if ever, that when a drive-by occurred that an innocent person was shot. And it was so, and it's like, and it never happened in those days where a younger person would beat up an elderly person. Never. That never happened in my days. You would never see or hear about some fucking piece of shit asshole beating up an elder. You would never hear that. And it seems to be the norm nowadays. It seems to be that these fucking assholes, man, are just so disrespectful. And if you're one of these good Samaritans and you see some shit like this going on and you yourself are armed and you take action, oh, man, that that, that poor kid, you know, he had a long life ahead of him, whatever. Yeah, but that piece of shit gave no fucks about beating an elderly person or just beating up an innocent person for no other reason than he's a piece of shit. What, are we going to blame fucking meds? You know, what? Fuck, man, it's accountability. And it's like, you know, I don't mean to sound like an old ass dude, but back in my days, there were people that had mental issues and never went about shit this way. If you're supposedly a, a big believer in marijuana and the positive effects of THC, fucking um, CBC, fucking, I think, I think I'm fucking that up, my bad. But if you're a believer in self-medication and something does not have these chemicals that have side effects, you know, the side effects that, you know, that come out at the end of every big pharma commercial, then what's the problem? But, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, my moms and pops are working two jobs. Or, you know, my dad's not in the picture. My mom's not in the picture. Both parents are not in the picture. And it's like when you see this type of shit, maybe it's the shit that they were trying to do to the police. I don't know. But anyways, you know, like enough of this rant. Let me go back to, uh, you know, to what they said about fucking Mr. Robinson. All right. So the department released photos of the alleged suspects on its Twitter feed Monday night. The investigation remains ongoing. Okay, so, you know, you always got to be careful. You got to be aware of your surroundings at all times, especially if you are in a big city, because you just never know. You never know when something stupid's going to jump off. Somebody's having a bad day whatever it may be, but you just never know. You never know when something's going to happen because something will happen. And if you lay your guard down, that's when shit's going to happen. 
You know, so here's to Mr. Uh, Mr. Robinson, quick recovery. You know, right now, you know, the concern is not even about, oh, shit, is this guy going to touch the ball? Is he going to catch it? You know, whatever. No. His football career is not a concern right now. You know, right now it's his health and him recovering from this because, you know, he got shot in the lower body. As a running back, you know, that's, you know, that's your main thing right there is the lower body. You know, so, you know, we got a couple of weeks until that season opener. You know, we got the uh, Labor Day weekend coming up, you know, for everybody to enjoy and be safe. And just have fun. Live life, man. Be out there. Just, Just enjoy this thing we call life. It starts, it ends. Enjoy it while you can. You know, so... There's really no, there's really not much to say as far as anything major with the NFL. You know, this includes the 49ers and all 32 teams and shit. There's really nothing else to say except for shit, man. You know, fucking let's get ready for some football, man. Let's kick this thing off and see what teams are going to meet expectations, which teams are going to exceed them, who's going to be, you know, who's going to be the surprise, both good and bad. Trey Lance, you know, like I said, if you are Jed York and you're Al Guido and you're looking at Kyle Shanahan and you're looking at fucking John Lynch, your expectations should see. Here's my thing. The expectations for every franchise that is built to win a title right now should be a Super Bowl. If you don't win a Super Bowl, your season has not been successful. I don't give a fuck who says anything different. When you are in a pro sport, doesn't even matter if it's fucking football, baseball, basketball, fucking combat sports. You know, I'm talking about boxing, MMA, fucking even just jujitsu, judo, muay thai, fucking football, soccer, rugby, etc., etc., etc. You are in it to be a champion. You know, the money, the money will come. Because if you are a stud, hey, man, by all means, get paid. I'm not against anybody getting paid. If you deserve that money, get paid, get paid, get paid. Because these careers don't last long. A freak injury here and there, you either come back like a fucking champ, or you're never the same, or you're forced to retire. So take advantage if they're going to pay you money, get that money while you fucking can. Just get that money. Okay? So that's going to do it for me, folks. You know, like, I appreciate all of you tuning in, checking out the league. You know, like I said, you know, if anything major pops up, you'll see me drop another joint. But if not, you'll hear from me either September 11th or the 12th. You know, drop a joint about as far as First game of the season against Chicago, anything else that comes up, you know. But until then, you know, you can find me on IG. Like I said, you can find me under G4150351. That is G4150351. Find me right there. You can find Spiro under the underscore rational underscore one. That's one spelled with a zero before the N-E. Slide into his DMs. Ask him, like, Spiro, yo, man, what happened? How's the Marine thing going, man? Or, you know, when's, you know, when are you going to take off for boot camp? 
you know, fucking Sean Van Steen, the dean of GSOC. Check that dude out on wrestling, with wrestling. Had to pass the torch along to that dude because life happens and shit happens. And time is one, time is undefeated. It is undefeated. But anyways, you can check, you know, you can find him on IG under Sean Van Steen. Last name is spelled V-A-N-S-T-E-E-N. That's V-A-N-S-T-E-E-N. Sean Van Steen. Slide into his DNs. Ask him about this, about the infamous Mr. World Tour. Hopefully this guy can come on because he, you know, this guy is a character. He is a character. He'll be great for a, a, a happy hour joint. All right. All right, folks, you know, we're, you know, we're getting close to the dog days of summer being over. September is just a couple of days away. Pretty soon it's going to be fall. The weather is going to get chilly. It's going to get cold. It's going to get rainy. And depending on where in this beautiful country, America, fuck yeah, you live at, you might get these true seasons. All right, folks. So whether it be stateside, worldwide, fucking here in Cali, the West Coast, the East Coast, the Midwest, the South, whether it be in Mexico, Central America, Sur America, fucking Puerto Rico, Cuba, La República Dominicana, it don't matter. Wherever you check us out at, Europe, Greece, fucking the UK, wherever, worldwide, man, we are truly humbled and blessed that you continue to support us, whether it be through Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Freewell, or at the website, which is www.rationalrage.com. Just continue, continue blessing yourselves your friends, your family, your frenemies, your enemies, your lovers, your cuckolds, whatever. Continue doing that because we got flavors for every topic. All right. So until the next time, folks, stay safe, stay physically and mentally healthy, and peace.